minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, we have to go from ready to start, 2, 1, there, booster ignition, and liftoff of Shuttle Endeavour with NASA's final space station crew compartment that brings a bay window view to our celestial backyard. So glad to have all of you here. It is, uh, we are so excited today, this month of May, uh, to be able to be with you live here at Frontier Church. And we hope that you are enjoying yourselves and, and, and the health that God has given to you and your family. Uh, I just want to say we are excited. We are, our, our goal is to try to be open on um, June the 7th. Um, um, and barring anything else, that's when we plan to open up. Um, and so I want you to be prepared for that. We're asking everyone to come. And if you would wear a mask, um, and uh, just not because you're, you're, you're going to infect someone, but to show someone else, hey, it's okay. Uh, it's safe to be around me. And uh, we're excited about what's going to happen here. Uh, this past weekend, we had a great opportunity to serve our community. We were not with I Am Human, with Frontier Church and our evangelism team, uh, with our ministers. And we went out, and we were able to service one of our communities over at the cross scenes with some, some uh, uh, food and uh, supplies, and uh, thank you all those who showed up uh, to support that, and we want to thank you for making it available for us to be able to go out and do such wonderful works before God. Uh, today, we are getting into the Word of God. We are talking about altitude breakers. Altitude breakers are those things that are connected to us that allow us, like a rocket, uh, to get out of the atmosphere of this world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, that we can can get out of the atmosphere that is bringing us down. If you looked at the, the intro video, you saw a rocket that it was connected to both sides, but eventually they fall off, but the rocket is now able to move. And, and, and these things we have to learn now until they become a part of us, and then we don't have to memorize them. They're just in us, and we have the propellant within us to continue on where God has called us to be. Now, last week we talked about, we were coming from Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26. And if you have your Bibles, would you turn to that? And uh, we want to give you a second, Matthew chapter 5, uh, starting at verse 21. And um, we're talking about anger. <clears throat> our second part about anger. You have heard that you have been told, um, and by our ancestors were told, you must not murder. Uh, if you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. Jesus is about to flip the law on its head because they thought murder was the worst thing you could do, premeditated murder, being trying to kill somebody, uh, thinking about it, trying to plan it is the worst you can do. And he's about to change the law and flip it on their head. He's about to bring clarity to the law, not change it, but clarify it. Look what he says in the next verse. He goes on and says, but I say unto you, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. Wow. Murder is equal in judgment to anger. Both cause death. Isn't that crazy? In each situation, anger will cause the death of both you 
and the person you're angry with, the relationship that you have with them, the, the, the relationship you have with God, it can bring death literally to those things that you value the most. You know, last week we were looking and we, we, we looked at this and how when even a drop of anger gets into our system, it can pollute us. Just like this. And in and, and this jar, you can look and see how we were once clear and we could see clearly and we were able to be able to give unto others, but now we're tainted on the inside. And well, I'm here to tell you that you have to, in order to, to, to change that, you must drink of the cup of righteousness. Righteousness means not my way of living, but God's way of living. I want you to remember this this and write this down. This is our takeaway for today. This is a better way of living. Write that down. This is a better way of living. Righteousness. Now, I, I want to show you this is the cup of righteousness. It's clear, but this is tainted with anger. But when you pour God's righteousness inside of you and you allow his word to meditate on the inside of you, you'll notice something here. Man, it's still tainted. Man, but I'm mixing the word of God in me. And so right now, we, it looks, still looks tainted, but I'm going to leave it here and let the word of God do what the Word of God does when it's on our system. And we'll come back to that in a moment. I want to tell you there is a better way to live. No more anger and no more bitterness. <clears throat> I want to share this with you. You know, more and more uh, medical science has been able to connect uh, significant things in our bodies that uh, cause serious diseases. And, 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 and some of them are so deadly and, and chronic in, in nature. And, and, it, and, it's all, and, and a lot of it is due to what we call lifestyle choices or how we process our emotions. On a scientific note, you know, when we, when we don't process our emotions right, then, then, then that's where anger can come into our life. And it can create some long-term deadly effects in our bodies. Anger is certainly one of those emotions that is a negative emotion we have towards someone else or to a situation. Whether it is, well, I don't like the way I'm being treated or I don't like the way that person is acting. I don't like the way this situation is. I don't like the situation I'm in. Those things that produce anger and, and, and cause that chronic emotion of anger to, to rise up. And, and, and if you have that in you without cause, it's like having, you, you've got the, the sentence of death over you. It's like murder. And, and listen, some of y'all, you're too good to die young. Listen to me. I'm saying to you, there's too much in your life for you to throw it away because you're angry and frustrated. And you're bitter because of something someone did that, that they don't even think about you today. It happened when you were 12 years old, 13 years old, but yet you're 45 years old and it's like it happened yesterday because you haven't let go or dealt with the anger. You haven't forgiven or let it go 
So the anger is still seething in your bones, and it comes out of your, of your mouth and the things that you say. So here's what I want you to do. <clears throat> I want you to think about where in your life right now might there be a, a seed of anger in your life that you haven't let God come in and, and deal with. God didn't create your human body to, to, to hold on to anger. Uh, I, I remember reading a sermon by, by Charles Stanley, and he talked about your body was never meant to hold on to long-term anger. It, it just, it wasn't meant to be, you know. We, we said that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what we were meant to have, meant to live like, not to be upset with this person or that person. But when we hold on to anger for so long uh, uh, of siblings and, and, and relatives and, 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 and we have issues with one another, it begins not to destroy them. It's a murder sentence on ourselves. How do I know this? Okay, let's talk about it. The medical profession can tell you that they put high cholesterol, strokes, I mean high cholesterol, smoking, in the same category as anger, as a leading cause to strokes. Do you understand cholesterol and smoking is just as bad as your, on your body as anger? And anger is just as bad as those things. It has a destructive influence. It's immediate, and it has lasting effects. And, 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 and let, let me explain why it's important that you understand this. When a person becomes angry, their heart beats faster, and, and their blood pressure, it rises, and, and their hands begin to sweat. That's a reaction to anger. I mean, the body begins to tense up. The muscles begin to tense because it's experiencing something when you're angry. It, it, it's the same feeling you have when threats happen around you. Have you ever been somewhere and you felt like, man, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or you saw a dog, oh, there's a dog coming, and everything in you wants to run? You know, when we were coming up in my neighborhood, if someone ran past you, you don't ask what you're running for. You just run faster than them and you'll find out what they're running from. Yeah, that's the city. That's the hood. Anyway, so, so and I was a good runner. So, anyway, uh, uh, so, so there are things that happen within our own bodies that, that are response to the threats. And anger is like, I feel all of these threats around me and it makes me angry. My face gets flushed. My, my voice gets loud. I begin to, to raise my voice. And, and moms and, and, and dads, I need to tell you, you got to be careful when we talk about our children. We need to, to take time to bless our children. We need to go in their rooms at nighttime and not say, you know, well, you know, you messed up today. No, we need to go in there and lay hands on them and say, you are going to be the blessed child of God. Your future is certain. I lay hands on you. I proclaim life over you. I proclaim destiny over you. I, you listen, they may have made you angry. They may have eaten your last hot dog. Believe me, I know. I got four kids. But, but you still got to be a blessing over their life. You can't crush them with your anger. Get out of my way. Get out of my face. I'm busy. I'm doing, no, listen to me. You, according to Malachi 2.15, were designed to raise godly children. 
and the anger that we have sometimes because we feel, well, this child is hindering my life. I'm speaking a lot to younger people who are still trying to live out their lives like you had back when you were in the day. And you became pregnant, and now you're a parent, but you're mad at your child because it took away from your free lifestyle. Stop being angry. That was a choice you made. You need to love that child now. You need to put away those few years of your life and raise them and then get your life back. But listen, love that child, raise that child. Don't be angry and bitter with that child because, man, I got to always think about them. Got to take them to school. I got to work. I got to do this. Got to do it. Listen to me. They are a gift to you because you probably would have continued in the wrong direction if they had not come. Love your children. Bless your children. Learn to pray over your children. Here's what we do. Our voice gets loud, and, 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 and then our muscles get tense. I remember, you know, my dad, man, he didn't have to raise his voice. He just got tense. He just, and when my dad looked, it was like, oh, you know, don't do anything because I understood my dad. His, his anger wasn't vocal. It was in his, the way he looked at you. Some of our men know what I'm talking about. We didn't grow up with a lot of affirmation. It just took a look, and we're like, oh. And, and because of that, we now deal with insecurity. And so we're always trying to prove ourselves, trying to show somebody we can be this or be that. We're buying the best shoes, the best clothes, the best cars, the best house, and none of those things that ever make you happy. Because when you can't have it, you get angry, and you start to blame others because you have insecurity. Because anger moves through generations. Somebody got to put a stop to it. If you're the one that's going to put a stop to the anger in your generation, just raise your hand and say, I stop it here. I stop it. I, I, I know I used to watch mom and dad argue. And I know I've been doing that because that's all I've ever seen. But I'm not going to do it like that anymore. I'm going to go and let, because listen to me, there is a better way to live. That's what Jesus came to give all of us, a better way to live. And that is not with holding on to anger. I tell you, when you hold on to anger, you get upset stomachs. You can't eat. You get, your, your stomach is all messed up. And, and, and it's because you're in this sense of a threat. It's what we call our, our flight or, 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 or run uh, uh, attribute. We, 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 we feel like we got to get out of here. We got we to gotta run. We, the, the adrenaline is pumping. We got we to gotta get out of here. It's our flight or fight response. Either I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fight or I want to run. And most times you see that in relationships. One person stands there and wants to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and the other one says, I don't even want to hear it. It's that, but, but in both of them is anger, seething that you've got to let go. Because it's not killing the other person. It's, it's, it's destroying your life. And you were never meant to live like that. God brought righteousness to you that you might have joy and peace in your life. Now, let me move a little bit further, and then we're going to get into a couple of scriptures. It's very important that you understand when, when you're angry like that, it, it causes your adrenaline to pump. And adrenaline is great, especially if you got to lift the car like the Incredible Hulk, because someone's under the car. That's great. 
But just like that scenario, it should only be for a flash. But when you are angry all the time, that adrenaline is pumping, constantly dripping into your system. Boom, 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 boom. You're seething underneath, and it's causing your heart to swell because it's beating so fast. And it's, you're so angry at somebody. You, you haven't let them go. You haven't forgiven them. And it's called the adrenaline. It's causing stress inside your body system you were never meant to have. God's anger is but for a moment. And his mercy is for everlasting, the Bible says. But that's why the Bible tells us, listen, don't let the sun go down on your wrath because you can sleep on it all night long and it's beating your body to death and you wake up weary and don't feel like going to work. Not because someone did anything to you, but that anger is affecting your body because your adrenaline is pumping. Let me tell you what, what the analogy I heard of it's like. It's like if you, it, it, you're driving down the road, but you got your foot on the gas and your other foot on the brake imagine what that would do to your body and you're trying to get somewhere but the anger is stopping you but you're going and you're stopping but you're going and you're stopping what will it do to your brakes what happens when the brakes give out it's called child abuse it's called murder it's called domestic violence it's called words you can never take back we were not meant to live this way. There is a better way to live. And Jesus came to bring that to us, that we don't have to be in bondage to even our own anger, our own insecurities. Listen, let me say to you, when you have that long-term effects of that adrenaline, it's ulcers, heart ailments, strokes, arthritis, depression. Those are the symptoms. And sometimes we don't know that's what it is. We blame it on stress, and it's not stress. You're angry at your job because the way your boss treated you. You're angry somebody else got a promotion and you didn't. And the thing is, is that you don't have to bless them. Man, if you could learn to rejoice with them that are rejoicing and weep with them that weep, then nothing can be held over you because you're free. You're free as a bird. Hey, you got blessed, man. You got a promotion. High five, baby. We had a member of our church that got a prophetic word, and the Bible tells us that prophecy is used to, to, use the, to, to fight with the great fight of faith. So when you got a word from the Lord and you know what's coming down the pipeline, you can use what God said so you can deal with what you're dealing with. That's why I always tell people, if I just get a word from the Lord, I'll know how to deal. I don't have to stress. If God's going to tell me, if he tells me he's going to bring me out, I'm not going to sit here and look at the problem and my body be destroyed. No, I'm going to trust in the Lord. And I'll look to the hills from which cometh my help. I, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Do you understand? I don't have to worry about what I'm seeing. The kingdom of God doesn't come from observance. The kingdom of God is in me. I trust the God that's in me, and I don't trust what I see. I don't let anger sit on my shoulders. The other day, uh, I have a mask, and it's so funny. Uh, I have a different kind of mask. I, uh, you know, fear and anger are so close. I wore my mask, and it's like a, a cowboy mask, and you know, in the dust. And I just didn't realize the impact it was having. I was in all black, and I walking in stores, and people were running out of stores, like, "Oh, he's about to rob the place!" No, it's my mask. But I could see the stress on everyone's face. Like, what is he here to do? 
See, it, it, it'll make you run. It'll make you flee. And only the people who have the peace of God said, good morning. I said, good morning. God bless you. See, you need that joy of the Lord that gives you that confidence that all is well. And I don't have to worry about the things around me. Anger. When we have anger without cause, we are in danger of judgment. The Bible tells us, judge yourselves lest you be judged. I need to get some things right. I might be angry and holding things against the one I love in my relationship because of some things happened years ago. And, and I haven't let it go, but it comes out in the little things. I put a little bit too much salt in their eggs. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. I don't do that. But we, we come out with these things and we do these things. And we, we, we are passive aggressive. Listen, just because you don't scream and yell and you don't kick over things don't mean you don't have anger. Let, let, me, let me help some of y'all. Some people, you can tell they're angry. They'll yell, scream, your face, everything. But others, they're passive aggressive. They, they, you see by what they won't do for you. And it's the same level of anger. And if that's you today, you've got to let it go. You've got to let God's righteousness come down and begin to soothe you. I remember we had a board member uh, on our board of trustees. And he was so used to um, being a part of boards that did whatever he said. When he said something, everyone said, talk, took it. Hey, if he said it, it's done. But when you come to the kingdom of heaven, it isn't like the world. What you say in the world, it doesn't apply in the kingdom of heaven. And, 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 and in our board of trustees, we go by spiritual principles. And so when he came in with some uh, with other mindset or a corporate world mind, and he didn't have, get his way, his, his stress of just being in a room where he couldn't get his will done was just about to kill him. Nobody did anything. Nobody said anything. Nobody was mean. But the stress of being proud and I want it my way was just about to kill him. He had to step down. And I, I respected him for that because I had to realize I don't want him tipping over at the table and when everybody think he's asleep. No, not on my watch, okay? I better have some praying trustees. That boy getting up again. But the reality is you put yourself at risk, not me, because I'm going to go on. My day, I'm going to go home, I'm going to eat, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to kiss my kids. But what is it doing to you when you hold on to anger like that? I want to read a verse to you. I want you to go to Proverbs 19 and 11. Go to Proverbs 19, verse 11. And I just want to read some verses to you. Proverbs 19 and 11. And it says this in verse 11, sensible people, everybody say sensible, people who got good sense control their temper. Okay, now go, go back. Sensible people control their temper. In other words, you, you don't lose it because they didn't put a pack of ketchup in the bag. Sometimes those things will happen. You've got to be sensible. Don't get angry when someone cuts you off. God may have just slowed you down from a life-threatening accident. Had to learn that the hard way. 
You know, I share a story with you um, that I, I tell at my church all the time. Um, and I remember driving to Jacksonville, and I was on my way, and I'm, I'm in my car, and I'm, I, I, you know, I'm following a car ahead of me, and he's zipping in and out, and I'm zipping in and out, and I'm like, I'm going to get to my destination because I got to get going. I got to get going. I, gotta, I got to get there. I got to get there. And, and, and he pulls up, and he's in the left-hand lane, and he's, and, and he's behind this big truck with these big old pieces of, uh, uh, of wood on them that they use for like poles and, 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 and lights and stuff. And he zips by and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to follow him. And God said, no, stay, don't move. And I'm like, but, but, but why? And then, I, then, then the Lord said to me, now, get right. Now I'm in a left-hand lane. And I'm like, what? The tr this truck was booking out. I'm thinking God told me to stay behind it because it was moving out and I'll be able to get behind that truck. And I'm driving. He said, no, get right. I'm like, why do I need to get in the right-hand lane? That's, they're slow over there. I'll stay behind this truck. I'll get where I'm going. He said, Steve, get right. And I'm like, no, God, I'm fine. Thank you. I appreciate it. We ever done that before? God tell us, no. God tell me, if they ain't the one, say it. God said, no. God, I don't think I heard you right. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you weren't talking to me. Maybe you were talking to my neighbor. Say it again. No. Uh, 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 maybe something wrong with my hearing aid. I'll come back tomorrow. Maybe you change your mind. No. God said, get right. And he wasn't going to change his mind. And I'm sitting in the pressure in my spirit. This is how you know when, when God comes to you and that thought comes again and again and again and again. And you're going, but, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to think about it. But it keeps coming again and again. That's how you know God is telling you to move now. R-A-T now. And so I'm in this left lane. He said, get right. And I said, okay, I can't take the pressure. I can't take the internal stress of the Holy Ghost for me trying to wrestle with God. I give up, God. I yield. Not my will, but yours be done. Can you imagine Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? His will, his wanting to do it his way was so strong that the Bible says he sweat, droplets of sweat that was as thick as blood. He was like, I don't want to die. I, I, I could probably do a whole lot more healings, God, if you let me stay. I could probably teach my disciples because, you know, you know Peter ain't ready. You, you, you know Thomas ain't going to believe nothing that I tell him. And, and, and God, you know Judas. Judas done sold me out. I got to replace Judas. God, don't let me go. Let me stay. And the stress of arguing and fighting and wrestling with God was causing his body to go through tremendous pain until he said you know what God I didn't ask you three times if it's possible take this cup from me but if not not my will your will be done mm. take this cup from me sometimes we have to drink it that cup of righteousness. Because even though it's stressing us out, we don't know what it's going to do for us on the inside. There was a peace that came when all that stress and anger was gone. 
I want you to take a look at this. While I was over here preaching, God was cleaning up. All that was tainted in this vessel because we let the glory of the Lord in. Not my will. His will be done. I let it go. And when Jesus let it go, the Bible says the angels came and ministered to him. I always tell people Jesus didn't die on the cross. He died in the garden. He was prepared for the cross because he died in that garden. That, that cross was nothing compared to what happened in that garden. The Bible says it was on the Mount of Olives. That's where you get olives from, and it's called a crushing place. When you crush an olive, when you crush it, that's where the oil comes out of the olive. And they, they put them in these wheel vats, and they run this wheel vat over the, 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 these precious olives. But these olives are no good whole like that. They've got so much potential in them, but they're holding it all in. Arr! Next time you look at an olive, you see a little red dot, think about anger. <laughs> That's an example of trying to hold all of that inside, but the crushing comes. And when the crushing comes, it's saying, let it go, let it go. I have greater value if you let go of your life and give it to me. Quit trying to hold it all together and let me do it. Let my will be done. And when you allow the will to roll over your life and crush out all that which has been crushing you, then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water that out of the olive oil pours this oil that is life and healing and, 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 and it's for the healing of the nation. It's the anointing oil, the presence of God. It, it, it calls from the crushing of the olive and Jesus crushing on the Mount of Olives calls tend to be anointed to go to the cross of Calvary. But he had to let all that go. What am I saying to you, ladies and gentlemen? The Bible is trying to tell us we've got to let some things go. I want you to turn, when we were reading this, it says, those who are sensible control their temper. Next verse, watch this. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. That's in Proverbs. Sometimes, you, you know, you have, you have someone dead to rights. Dead to rights. They messed up. But people respect you when they know that you, you know you could have got them and you didn't. Sensible people control their temple. And they gain respect by overlooking Others wrongs. Don't always see the worst in people. Well, that's just me. I'm, 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 I, I, I can pick. A, it's a spiritual gift. It ain't no spiritual gift. It's a spiritual sin. You're, you're critical. You, you, you don't know how to edify nobody. You're, you're looking down and you're always finding out the weakness of somebody because you've got to have a weakness for you to feel comfortable with yourself. That's pride and arrogance. You got to bring him down so that you could feel good about yourself. That, that, that in and of itself means you've got to go back to the wheel and be crushed a little bit longer because you're not a healing balm for someone just yet. I want you to turn in your Bibles to uh, Proverbs 15. 
Proverbs, no, Proverbs 14, verse 29. Proverbs 14, verse 29. We're almost done. Proverbs 14, verse 29. And I want to, it says, listen, people with understanding, and that's what I want to be, a man of understanding. People with understanding, watch this, control their anger. Now, the opposite is true. People without understanding don't control their anger. They just fly off the handle because it's, it makes them feel good. This is for you to understand the people around you. Proverbs isn't for you to blame or point a finger. Proverbs is for you to understand the kind of people that you're around. But take it to heart for yourself. People of understanding control their anger. Watch this. A hot temper shows great foolishness. That's one of our great words we say. That's just foolishness. A person that gets angry and gets hot all the time, that's just foolishness. Because everything don't require the hottest heat. Some things can get cooked slow and simmer. But you can't always flash burn. You just burn everything up. Somebody say amen. Okay, watch this. Proverbs 15 and 1. I want you to go there. 15 and 1. Here's what it says. Proverbs 15 and 1 tells us, A gentle answer deflects anger. But harsh words make tempers flare. Now, what does it mean, a gentle answer? It doesn't mean a soft voice. It means the way that you respond to somebody isn't rough, but it's gentle. That's why uh, the scriptures say, let your speech be with grace, meaning unmerited favor. You're giving someone credit, seasoned with salt. You make what you say palatable. Let your, watch this, let your speech be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every person that comes to you. Okay? You have to have a way of making it palatable for people. Watch this. We'll go to another one. Proverbs 27 and 4. I want you to hear me as we get ready to close now. Watch this. Proverbs 24, 27 and four, anger is cruel, and wrath is like a flood. Listen, anger is cruel. It's unmerited. Sometimes it's just too much for a person to handle, and wrath is like a flood. It just, it's anger to the nth degree, and it just sweeps people away. It destroys everything you've built. But jealousy, watch this. Jealousy is even more dangerous. Sometimes looking at somebody else, wishing to be like them, have what they have, be able to do what they do, can sometimes create anger in you. Because sometimes you wonder why... I'm more deserving or I, I, I should be at that level. I should have what they have. And you find yourself comparing yourself to others. And he that compares himself among themselves is not wise. You've got to know that you are beautifully and wonderfully made for who you are. Don't be angry with what God did for you. 
It's a blessing. But in you, when you have wrath, it's like foolishness. It means you don't know how good your stuff is. Listen, if you're here online and you're listening, I want to say to you, you can change today. You can release the anger and this altitude, break, altitude breaker of, of releasing anger out of our lives so that we can be life to others, can be yours today. Maybe you're watching online and maybe you're in person. And today you realize that that, that was you. I want you to lift your hand and say, I've got to change. Now listen to me. I don't care if someone's watching you. Part of the reason that God's calling you out is because he wants you to make that, that, that public confession that I need to change, that I need God to change me. I need him to take the red out of my heart. Wash me. Make me clean again. Purify my heart. Make me whiter than snow. I need to be pure. If that's you, Lift your hands towards the screen. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those that are listening right now. And I ask God that you would watch over their hearts. Cleanse them of what their anger root may be. Pull it out and let them receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save their souls. Let righteousness prevail, joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Let it come now. And maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus, and today you want to. Maybe you're somewhere in another country, and you're watching live right now. I want to say to you today, you can come to know Jesus in a very simple way, by accepting him as the righteousness in your life, that he knows how to live right. You can't do it on your own. You can't get ready for this. You just have to accept him, and he gets you ready. So if that's you, and you need Jesus in your life, I'm going to ask that you would say this simple prayer with me. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. All the things I've done wrong from the day I was born to this very moment, wash me, cleanse me, make me whole. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And today, I stand cleansed before God Almighty, and the devil can no longer accuse me of my past. I will learn of you, God, so that I may grow and be all that you called me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you responded to that or if you would love to be a part of this Frontier Mission and be a part of what we're doing, please drop a note to me, bishop at thefrontierchurch.com, and I'd love to hear from you, your testimony, your story, or maybe even how this message was a blessing to you. And if you, if you are one of those people, we would love to hear from you. I want to say to you, today is the best day of your life, and it's going to get better and better. And so until we meet again, Pursue purpose and impact the world. God bless you.